0: Good morning. My name is Jim Barcliffe. I'm the pastor here at Lighthouse Fellowship and we are live streaming this morning. We did in the last couple of weeks and we want to welcome you here to this service. And our prayer is is that you will sense and be aware of the presence of the Lord as we share our hearts together and share from the Word of God. This message today has uh, been a message that's been on my heart over the last uh, couple of weeks or so Because of the situation that we have with the coronavirus. And I want to share with you some things. And I pray that they will be encouraging to you this morning. And they are encouraging to us. And we're going to look at the Word of God and see how God sees the situation that we're in. And I guess the question is, is how do we go through this time of history? How can we go through it? And, and we know that God is the God of all comfort, the God of all encouragement. And so I want to propose to you today that as we go through these things and as we share about this message today, that there are blessings as we wait upon the Lord, as we go through this, because we'll get through it. And so uh, I want to share with you some thoughts I think will, again, be real encouraging. I do want to share with you, first of all, before we begin the message, that there's a prayer movement all over the world. A prayer for revival and awakening, uh, throughout the world. Not just here in the United States, which is happening here. There have been churches that are praying here in the United States 24 hours a day, seven days a week for quite a long time. And yet, I believe some others who I have, prof- that have prophetic callings are now saying these things we need to really begin to increase in our lives and pray. Uh, there is a prayer movement be- that's called Unite 714. And it's based upon Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 that says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And so as we begin this service this morning, I want to just encourage you to pray. God knows about this coronavirus, obviously. We know that He can stop this and we know that uh, His people intercede there just as in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We can stand in the gap for those things that are happening for people and protection over people in this country and around the world and also pray for healing for those who have contracted this coronavirus. So we want to pray together. And so I want to encourage you again uh, that, that prayer is the answer. I'll share this scripture with you again something I feel like is so important when we wait upon the Lord because there's a lot of fear that's been uh, released here in our country and around the world, Uh, not knowing what the future holds, how long this particular virus will last, and so forth. In uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a wonderful instruction to us. A good, certainly more than even a principle. It's the way we should live our lives. Do not be anxious about anything but with prayer, uh, with thanksgiving, supplication. uh, Let your requests be known to God. The one thing we can be assured of here when we pray that God is our peace. Jesus said, I am your peace and that He will give us peace in the midst of the storm. So let's just pray together. I want to pray for each one of you. I just really want where you are to feel and be aware that the presence of the Lord is with you by the power of His Spirit. And so I pray all of you would sense that uh, even at this moment. Father, we thank You for this day that we can come together. We thank You, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we can come and share from Your Word. So, Lord, we ask You to speak, and let me get out of the way, and let Your Word and Your truth go forth in power, dear God. I have nothing to say. And so, Lord, You share, You speak Your Word to people's hearts. And we ask You to come, Holy Spirit, and touch every person who's listening to this broadcast, every person that uh, even, Lord, the, the overflow of Your Spirit into other people's lives that maybe will not be watching it, but watching throughout the world. We just pray for that. We pray for every church that's streaming today, throughout this land, around the world today, that all will truly speak the truth and dear God, today it would bring hope, bring encouragement, and certainly impart love. May you be praised and so, Lord, today uh, we ask you to anoint this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. There are many questions we have because on the television, if you watch that, and I, I don't always try to watch it all the time, but I do. I watch a lot of news trying to get the facts and then discern what obviously is, is what God is saying through all of this. And you hear a lot of different things being spoken. You'll hear one doctor say this, and then you'll hear another doctor say this. Virtually they're saying all the same thing, and they say it in different ways. And we see uh, that certainly we listen and discern and determine uh, what should we do at this time. And as all of you know, we've been placed in a sort of almost a lockdown type of situation where we're requesting that, that we would stay in our homes and, and not go out and so forth. And many of us, we are hunkered down in our homes and so forth. Many of us probably are getting cabin fever as a result of that. But and so as we listen to the authorities, I just want to share again, what is it that we hear? How is it that we are to go about our business and all the people... The President of the United States and his team of, of people that are with him, certainly. Our governor here in Texas and the governors around the, uh, the, the United States and, and also our mayors throughout the city. and What they're saying today, how can we trust them? Is this something that we are to do as God's people? I'll share with you before we start what happened is, as we knew here at Lighthouse Fellowship and that churches were beginning to call services off, to suspend services and all. And, and there was a struggle because we as God's people, we like to get together. We live in community. We're family together. And so it was a big decision, but I, I felt God impressed on my heart as uh, we began to make a decision to suspend services for at least a couple of weeks, maybe longer that he said that there will be a blessing at the end of this. And I went, okay, Lord. And this was before I actually put these notes down in this sermon, and I felt like God was saying there will be a blessing as we wait upon the Lord, as we obviously follow what God is instructing us to do at this uh, time of history. And so the first scripture that I want to read this morning, and that is Romans chapter 13, verse 1. If you have it in your Bibles or your phones, you can pull it up pretty quick. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Let's read it again. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Now that's pretty plain, isn't it? So what does that mean? That means the governing authorities, whether it be the President of the United States, whether or not it would be our our governor, or the mayor of this city and around the world, or, or whether or not it be those in authority that are over us, they've been established by God. They're not there by some happenstance that God has established these people in these positions to give us guidance, not only in a time like this, but at all times. And so as we go through this time of sharing, I, I just want to share with you some thoughts about it. And then at the end, we, uh, if you would like to uh, text in uh, to uh, the, our system here in uh, Facebook or, or the website or, or certainly uh, YouTube, if you would, and ask questions about this. And we're going to linger at the end of the service, and I'll try to answer any questions that you may have about this. And so, obviously, is it just something that we do when we submit to authorities because God said to, or in God's economy of things, is He trying to give us something through human authority? Think about it. We're all under authority, aren't we? Is He trying to do something through that authority? Uh, human authority and I want to suggest to you today something that there is much to be gained by submission Uh, a submissive spirit a a spirit of humility a spirit of coming under that authority and being obedient to that authority I want to couch what I'm saying today too as we see obviously there are many types of governmental structures throughout the world today and some of them are dictatorial some of them are authoritative and so forth. And I, I'm not saying that this actually... There are not times that we obviously will submit to this human authority because they may be doing things that are directly against the will of God. And those things we have to say that we, want to, we will obey God instead of man. We know in Acts chapter 5 it speaks of the apostles as they began to preach about Jesus. And the authorities came in and said, Do not preach anymore about Jesus. And remember, they continue to preach about Jesus and so forth. And so we see those times there are exceptions to that. Certainly, if we do that, and they did that, and they, uh, there were obviously circumstances that, that they certainly came under as a result of them not going by the authorities' desire and their laws and so forth. And, and that's true for us too. But that's something I don't want to necessarily get into today. But I want to talk about in a general sense that we know that there are blessings involved when we submit. Think about it. The story of David and Absalom, his uh, son. He obviously did not have a submissive spirit or or humility, and he did not humble himself and so forth, and he uh, obviously faced the consequences. It was uh, some real severe consequences as uh, Absalom obviously rebelled against that authority. And so, first of all, the truth number one that I want to speak of here today, and that is that God guides, protects, And blesses through human authority. Because one of the most common questions that that me, myself as a pastor, is asked is, is, Pastor, how do I know God's will? How is it that I can know God's will? Certainly, we know that we find and discern God's will through impressions and leadership of the Holy Spirit. He's in our lives to guide us and direct us and and so forth. And so that's one way, certainly the Word of God. We can get into the Word of God and ask God to speak to us through His Word. But certainly, we know that God guides through human authority here. You know, our uh, sort of self-sufficiency is we want to be self-centered. We want to be an island unto ourselves. We want to do things ourselves. And some people would say, just Jesus and me and all. But we need human authorities to help us and to direct us here. And so, you know, uh, we could ask the question today, well, Jim, you're saying that we should submit, because the Word of God certainly says that, to the authorities and so forth and all. How do we know that they hear from God? How do we even know? They may not even be Christians. They may. uh, How do we know that they hear God accurately? And they can give the correct um, direction that we know that uh, we need, and certainly... And, and the, that is the question of how God in His mystery directs us and who He, how He puts people in places and, and so forth. And we would think somebody else should have been put in that place. I don't agree with this person. But see, this scripture is not obviously, uh, saying that we, even if we don't agree with them, that we're to do our own thing. We are to submit to these authorities. And that's why we need to pray for wisdom for all of our authorities. We need to pray, and the Bible talks about that, uh, that we are to pray for those in authority. We are to pray and ask God to give them wisdom here, certainly. Um, In the Word of God, abiding in our hearts. Not only do we need to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, but we need to be in the right relationship with the Holy Spirit, certainly. Let me read a few Proverbs here. Proverbs twelve fifteen, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Those who heed counsel is wise. So why do I need authority? I've already got it all figured out. Some of us may feel that way, certainly. <laughs> Maybe some of our youngsters, the, uh, our millennials, they feel like we got it all figured out. You know, I know it all anyway. So why do I need to submit to authority? Proverbs 21, 2 says... Uh, very way of a man is right in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the hearts we know proverbs 15 12 says conceited people do not like to be corrected they never ask advice from those who are wise when I was first came out of college I worked in a shipyard uh, i was I have a bs in business management and in uh, Newport new shipyard they were training people who were coming out of college to move up into managerial positions and so we had to start out on the bottom and we had to work our way up through uh, certain things, and I happened to be put in the welding department, so I had to learn how to weld, and then I had to uh, teach uh, welders, people, young men coming in wanting to learn a trade, I had to teach them how to weld, and I was assigned to a particular uh, section of a nuclear aircraft carrier there in uh, the dry dock, and I had to teach them the weld and so forth, and so I was around a lot of people there, as the supervisors at least, that really had been welding for many, many years. And so, something in me just said I needed to humble myself and submit myself to them because they were obviously, many obviously were older than I was. I was a young whippersnapper coming in, having a managerial position as a supervisor and so forth. And I had to listen to these older gentlemen that had been welding for years. They had to teach me. And when I submitted myself to them and humbled myself to them before them, they got along beside me, and they started, uh, so to call, uh, teaching me the tricks of the trade. They taught me how to weld, how to how to do all types of things with welding, because I believed I could learn from them. I came under their authority, and that's one way I believe, even in our own lives, as, as we come in with a haughty and proud spirit many times, is that it is disastrous for us. But we need to learn to humble ourselves, and that's true for governmental Governing authorities. We need to humble ourselves here. And so, one of the benefits of being submitted to authority is that you get another person's perspective. You know, we always, we go into it. We sort of have a bias. We have a bent towards maybe the way we've been brought up, we have that bent there and so forth, but we need to get somebody else's perspective on that. They may be able to fine-tune how we feel about this, and we may understand this even in a better sense. In Proverbs 18, verse 1 and 2, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. You know, we... (laughs) are kind of in a, a know-it-all society of saying I don't need anybody I don't need any help from anybody and yet what we're seeing in this crisis is people helping one another have you noticed people giving people uh, sharing people uh, uh, sort of getting behind and under people and picking them up encourage them we're seeing a change in our attitude and so we we obviously are less maybe self-seeking than we are in giving now so the that is a good thing about it. And so here's where humility comes in. Why am I so sure that I can get God's guidance alone, better than under the authority and the context of, obviously our society and certainly in the church today? Why do I feel that way? Is that perhaps an indicator of conceit? Certainly. God has put us in community. The church is, obviously uh, how Jesus has placed. He's, it's His body. And we come together, we are in community. We grow and we learn from one another. And we grow because we humble ourselves. And we see that. You know, obviously, the older ladies that have walked with the Lord for long times are to mentor the younger ladies that have just come into a saving relationship of Jesus Christ. And so there's something to be gained by we humble ourselves here. But also, it's where faith comes in. Do I believe that God is big enough and involved enough the turn, obviously, the king's heart. We'll read the scripture in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he will. He's saying today, he, the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. And he turns the rivers the way that he desires for them to be turned. But do we believe that? Do we have the faith to be able to see that? And see, what this requires of us is that we pray. That we continue to pray for this nation. We continue to pray for uh, our our governing authorities. I don't know about you, but I've prayed more in the last couple of weeks for our, our governmental authorities than I have in a while, certainly. I pray for them, but it makes me want to pray more and more for them that they would have God's wisdom as they begin to sort of like go through this precarious path that we're on. And all the consequences of making certain decisions and so forth. And so, I want to encourage you today, if you're thinking, do these guys really know what they're doing? Because I'm hearing through the different uh, stations that I watch and all, maybe somebody again says something a little different than the other, and maybe sounds like, maybe he's contradicting, he or she is contradicting what I just heard and so forth, is to trust in the Lord. The Lord is going to bring us through this. He's going to bring healing. We pray for healing for those that are sick and we pray for those that, that are obviously in harm's way and all of us are. We pray for the blood of Jesus to cover us. We pray for protection that we would be te- protected from this. You know, God protects us. I've learned more about it. I pray and I cover my family in the blood of Jesus. The old saints would do that. I do that on a regular basis. Sometimes even more than one day, I cover us. I cover the churches. I cover our, our, our governing authorities in this nation, the blood of Jesus Christ, we need His protection certainly here. But yet, we know God has the ability to turn the king's heart any way that He desires. Again, Proverbs 21, 1 says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like rivers of water, He turns them wherever He wishes here. But the question is, do I really believe it? Do I really believe it? Do I have the faith to believe That obviously, first of all, that God placed these governing authorities into the places of position that they're in today. And do I believe that God can direct their hearts here? And again, I'm not talking about somehow just rolling over, so to speak, and play dead. Because if they tell us something that we know is against the will of God. We have to obey, obey God instead of, of man. But, but as I thought about this, and people have asked, well, you know, uh, suspending services in the church and so forth. I don't believe this is against God's will. I believe that obviously God gives us a mind. He gives us judgment to be able to, and wisdom to be able to make these decisions. He wants to protect us from this. He protects us ultimately. He's the one that ultimately protects us. But He wants to carry us through this time. And when we come out on the other side, there are going to be blessings. There are going to be things that obviously we could never thought of. I believe that maybe this may be, and I'm just, just me and maybe others too, but I believe that this is a wake-up call. We understand that life is fragile. We, we understand that it is in the book of James that life is like a mist, like a vapor. We realize that life is short and that we need to obviously come under the covering of God Almighty. And let me just certainly tell you today, when you submit to God, is there is a covering that's involved. And this is throughout, I believe, in every aspect of society. When you come under that covering, you're protected from that. Does that mean nothing bad will happen? No, it doesn't mean. But ultimately, you are taken care of by God Almighty. And so we come to Him, Lord, and ask You that we would come under Your covering here. The issue of faith is, do I really believe it here? God, obviously, remember the story of Nehemiah there as he prayed. God gave him favor with the king so that the purposes of God could be fulfilled here. And obviously, we know when we refuse, we refuse to do that, we cut ourselves off from something important. And what happens? We get confused and we become disoriented. Think about it. Authority, that structure that God has set up, we're all under God's authority, certainly. But He puts the authoritative structure and echelon in society so that we can have direction, we can have peace. But when that doesn't happen, it's not operating right is we're confused and we're disoriented. I'm glad that God established that because in God's perfect ways is that He provided that for each one of us here. Authority brings order into our lives. And God is not the author of confusion. And so why do we pull back from authority? Why? It's because authority brings restrictions and boundaries and accountability. We don't always want those kinds of limitations imposed on our lives. It brings restrictions. It brings boundaries and all and so forth. I don't know about you, but like I said earlier, say it in home, I'm the type, I love to get out and so forth. And and I like to go places and I like to eat out and I like to have activities with other people. I like to come to church. I like to do all these things. And so, certainly, I see this. And so, there's a tension within me. But I know the boundaries that God has set through the governing authorities... Are for order and direction in our lives and in society. It's very important to understand that, certainly. And also, it's for protection. Protect us from those things. Don't think about it. Protection here. People don't, obviously, it seems to be some people are not paying attention or they're doing their own thing. They're continuing to gather in large groups and so forth. And and people are trying to get their attention and say, don't do this. This virus spreads very easily. We're not to be afraid. But it certainly spreads very, very quickly throughout a lot of people. And we see now the numbers who are passing away. As we see the numbers increasing on a daily basis, almost alarmingly, certainly. And we've seen that around the world. We've seen it in Italy. We, we've seen it all over the world. And so we need to pay attention. It's for our protection. Proverbs 10, verse 8 says, The wise man is glad to receive instruction. The wise man is glad. Happy to receive instruction. So, how does instruction usually come? It usually comes through authority. Parental authority. Pastoral authority. And perhaps in the job, certainly. Over the government and so forth. That authority comes in that and so forth. We pay attention to that. We may not like the person or their personality, we may not agree with them and their ideology, but God has established this person in that position. But it goes on to say in Proverbs 10, but a self-sufficient fool falls flat on his face. You know, I think about it, my life, oh the pain that certainly I, I could have saved myself from during my my late teens my my early adult years, if I just received instruction there rather than thinking I knew it all, I felt like i mean i 'm like I think all the young people they we know it all and we 're invincible if I had just listened to people during that time. And, you know, today we've had uh, some issues, and I'm not trying to single out any particular age group, but we remember there, uh, and spring break took place, and the young people usually go out on the beach, and and they do all types of things, and and the people in authority were trying to get their attention and say, don't do that. And, you know, what's happening now, you're seeing more young people who have this particular virus, and they're saying, I I wish I hadn't have done that, and I want to warn all young people not to do it. God has these particular things in place for our protection, for our benefit, doesn't He? But conceit will cause us to pull back from authority. But a humility will cause us to seek it out, certainly. I come under that covering. I come under that protection there. And when people are not properly submitted to authority, there's bickering and strife and all kinds of confusion. But where authority is functioning properly, there's peace and the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Proverbs 20 says, A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes here. I'll say this, if a home is full of chaos, if a workplace is full of strife, and if a church is full of division, you can be sure of one thing, somewhere authority is not functioning functioning correctly. And all of that's happening. Authority has a place... In society today. And so we listen to those governing authorities. We listen carefully. And, and we go, wow, this is really putting restrictions on us. But it's for our good. Obviously. And Esther, you remember the story? Esther there submitted herself to the king. And actually, it was, if Esther had gone into the king and she hadn't had king with the with, favor with the king, she uh, would have lost her life. Because people couldn't just walk into the presence of, of the king. But she humbled herself. And the king saw something in Esther that was very important. I'll read Esther chapter 5 verses 1 through 4. It says, "As So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. And then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is it your request shall be given to you up to half of the kingdom? The Bible says that God gives grace to the humble, but He resists the proud. So it's important, as we humble ourselves, it may be uncomfortable. It may be life-changing to us. It may be like we've never lived before, and I've never experienced this. I'm sure you haven't either. But it may be that way. But as we humble ourselves, we know that God will lift us up. He'll exalt us in due season. But we had to humble ourselves first here. And so what authority is to us is largely dependent upon our attitudes and our behavior towards it. It could be a source of judgment or blessing and empowerment, depending on the to a great extent on our choices. Isn't that something? You know, God knows my heart and your heart. You know, He knows that this is tough, this is different for us, this is a change in our lifestyles and so forth. But certainly our attitudes and our behaviors will be something that obviously marks on how we accept this, or whether or not we reject it, or we go our own way, and we don't listen. And we continue to do our own thing, certainly. In Proverbs 14, the king's favor is towards a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame here. Faithful employees, think about it. They uh, obviously you can have just a mean boss. You can have somebody that that you know, you're like I don't like working for that person. And yet somehow God's put that person uh, above you in authority and they are authority over you. They're your they're su- your supervisor, your boss and so forth. We don't like it. And sometimes, you know, what happens is is that we leave that job And then we go and jump right into the frying pan because sometimes the job is worse. And maybe God is teaching us something in that situation with that mean boss or that mean supervisor. Maybe he wants us to learn something in our lives. Because again, submission in the kingdom of God is very important. I read a book years ago. It's uh, by an author, Jerry Bridges, and, and the title of it was Trusting God Even When Life Hurts. And it was talking about if you're in a situation and you know you're doing all you can, you're not coming in late, you're doing your job really good and so forth and all. And and this, the way Jerry said it and all, he said that, That particular supervisor, he can't fire you unless God allows it to take place. Now, I'm not talking about being slothful and and, and doing the things we know that are against the particular rules and regulations of the company you work for. But I'm talking about you're doing all you can. You obviously have the attitude to be able to submit and so forth and all. You can't go anywhere until God uh, obviously uh, allows it to happen. If that happens, then God has something else. Isn't that good news? That's our Father. we talked about it the last two weeks. Our Father, our Daddy God, Abba Father, Romans chapter 8. Phileo, love that our Father has for us. He directs our paths. He directs us as we submit, as we follow the principles in God's Word. It's important to follow those principles certainly here. Obviously, uh, when I worked with uh, hospice there for many years, there were many times when I uh, was called out at night. And I didn't like that because obviously I had to get up. Uh, and go out into the middle of the night, and somebody maybe was in need of spiritual support, whatever the reason may be, and the nurse would call and say, "Jim, they need a chaplain out there, and so forth and I struggle with that, and yet I was under their authority I was under the authority it was it was not always easy; it was a lot of time spent, and I had to work the next day after going out sometimes several hours in the middle of the night it was, It was tough, and it was like you know the where the uh, where you just go full steam ahead all day long. Maybe you feel that way also too. And maybe somebody's not appreciative of you and so forth. You see, somebody appreciates you, and his name is Jesus. Somebody loves you through it all. And somebody sees what you're doing, even in the dark, even when you're not out into the, the light of, of people seeing you. God loves you in that. I struggle with that. But I learned to submit to these people because there's a reason they need it. And I look back and sometimes I would struggle and sometimes I would grumble about it. And sometimes I just I thought, it's not necessary and so forth, all types of things. And yet they were a, obviously authoritative figure over me, certainly here. And I believe that God is leading us into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ and with His Holy Spirit, our Father. I believe through all of this, isn't that what He's doing in our lives? Even in these crisis situations, don't you see Him working in your life? Do you feel His presence? Do you see something? You have a, a change in perspective about your life. Life, you see that differently. Things are different. You're going. God wants a relationship with you and me, and the way He does that sometimes is painful. Sometimes it's ways we don't like. And so, in the midst of this crisis, I want to encourage you to allow God to work in your life to allow Him to change you, make you more like Jesus. You know, Jesus went through some hard stuff. You know, we love the blessing. We love the, the easy times that we go through life. But we know there'll be times when we will be persecuted. There'll be times when we go through the trials and tribulations, certainly here. And so we know uh, that the one thing we can trust in, and that is the Lord. Remember the story in 2 Kings chapter 5. I love this story. It's about Naaman. And Elisha and Naaman, obviously, he had, uh, I think, leprosy and all. And, and Elisha said, go down to the river and dunk for seven times. You know, go down in the river seven times. Remember what Naaman said? Naaman said, oh, you can speak the word right where I am. I don't want to do that. You can tell me right now, be healed. I know you can heal me and all. I don't want to do what you said. And, and basically, Elisha was telling him, obviously, to step out in faith. And get down there and wash in the river seven times and you'll be healed. So Naaman finally did it. He finally came under the authority. Elisha was the authority in his life, certainly, telling him. But he wanted it done a certain way. See, we want our relationship to come closer with Jesus in a certain way where we can sort of sit back in our lazy boy. And we can sit back and do what we want to do. But you see, the Christian life hasn't promised us that. The Christian life is hard, The Christian life, it it seems like I thought as I got older it would be easier. It's not. It's more difficult. It's a challenge every day. And that's why God keeps us dependent upon Him. Because if not, we would just float and drift away from God Almighty. But in the midst of this, what God is doing is He's teaching us something. He's teaching us to pray more diligently, isn't He? He's teaching us to draw close to Him, that He would draw close to us. He's doing something deep in your heart and my heart that obviously maybe could not be done during the easy times. This is not easy. People have lost their jobs. And and I don't minimize that. I pray God's provision for you financially and that He would prosper you. But certainly it causes us to look to our God, doesn't it? Maybe He's trying to get this nation's attention. I don't know. But I know one thing, everything he does is to bring glory and honor to himself, but also, obviously, to do something in his children's lives. We've got to get ready. I believe that things are in the future that are really powerful, that you and I both, we all had to get ready. And that's who our God is, certainly. Listen to this, Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable to you. He's saying, uh, obviously, submit. But also those in authority, they'll be accountable for how they obviously did the things in this life that they, they should have done. And he's saying today, be submissive, listen today to the authorities. Obey the law. If I go 80 miles an hour on 45... We know, obviously, a state trooper may come and pull me over. I've just broken that law. And I will face the consequence and have to pay the fine and whatever else. Do driver's training on the, on the website and so forth, whatever it may be. It's the same way in society. We need to listen to people. We need to grow. We need to ask God for wisdom here. You know, of all the Ten Commandments, only one has a specific promise. You may know what it is here. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. Talking to children. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. Isn't that something? That's one that's saying. Submit to them. They're in authority over you. They know. They obviously have the wisdom that God has given them as we pay attention to God. I remember some years ago, I was in Quito, Ecuador, South America. And I was in a church down there doing some teaching. And this particular night, I had uh, young people that came. We had a lot of young people who came. And I talked about authority. I talked about it in the family. and. I talked about it had hey, the church and society and so forth. And, and Ecuador's uh, a government was not, obviously, is not like the United States. is stricter. It's a, uh, more, I, I guess you could say, autocratic in, in that way. But the young people had some really good questions. I remember a young man asking me a question. I think he was 20 years old. And he was still living under his father's roof and so forth. And he raised his hand and he said, Jim, he said, what do I do? My father doesn't want me to play in the worship band here we have at the church. And, and he doesn't want me to attend church. What do I do? How do I handle that? And so forth. And and so I had to, to talk to him about that and so forth. And there are questions that we have, don't we? But this particular scripture here in the Ten Commandments are certainly very, it's very instructive. And it applies to you and I, I believe, more than what we realize. It's very important that we understand that, obviously... Uh, That God Almighty knows what He's doing. And we've got to trust Him. That the King's heart is in the hands of the Lord. We've got to trust Him. We've got to pray that God would give these people wisdom. Think about it. If Lot had somehow submitted himself to Abraham, he wouldn't have gotten all the trouble that he got into also. And what about Ruth? When Ruth uh, submitted herself to Naomi and later to, to Boaz there. Remember when Elisha submitted himself to Elijah. Remember what happened there? And remember Titus and Timothy when they submitted themselves and their relationship to Paul. All throughout the Bible, it talks about the blessing that we receive as we submit to those governing authorities over each one of us. And so, you know, I just want to mention here as we begin to sort of uh, close, I think that My word, your word, the Lord's word to all of us that you're watching is to keep trusting in the Lord. The Bible says, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. What does He say? He will direct your path. That's a promise. We believe it. Keep trusting in the Lord. Keep trusting Him. God will see you through this. Pray and ask God to stop this plague. This plague. I pray and now in Jesus' name, Father, we ask you to stop this virus going from... We ask you, Lord, to just stop it, to blow it in the wind, dear Lord, to completely obliterate it. In Jesus' name, dear God, we pray that today. Keep praying. Ask God to protect and heal and restore lives that have been devastating, not just in the illness, the losses that they're talking about, the hundreds per day. Pray for the families. Pray for comfort and peace for those who've lost loved ones who, who as they were here yesterday and they're gone tomorrow so quickly gone and all around the world also and also ask that you would protect the medical community as they are in serving as many of them are giving their lives literally to be able to they're on the front lines to, to serve and to help people at this time of crisis pray for God's covering him don't give up I believe there's a breakthrough coming I believe that something's going to break. I believe we're going to see that. But I pray that our eyes would be opened at that time and we'll see and give glory and honor to our God. Amen? I believe that can be so. So what do we do? I believe we ask God to revive us. During this time, don't waste it. You know, I, I sit and, you know, I again get cabin fever and I walk the floors and, and so forth. Don't waste this time. I walk pray, and I, I sit, I get up and pray. I know you're praying too. And all my prayer life has been ramped up as a result of this. Keep praying. Keep on. Repent of any sin. If you're not a Christian out there today and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come in your life, today may be the day that He said, uh, I, I'm knocking on my heart door and saying, you know, I want to come in. I want to come in and, and be your Savior and Lord. And if anything happens to me, I want to know that I'll go into heaven to be with Jesus Christ. And if that's your, your heart today, maybe God has spoke to your heart today. Maybe the day that you will just open your heart and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. I believe that you're God's Son. And you came to earth to forgive us all of our sins and to forgive me Of my sins personally. I have sinned against you and I've fallen short of the glory of God. Come into my life and save me and forgive me of my sins. And Lord, come into my life to stay. I want you. If you've said that today, I just ask you this one way or another. Contact us, put it on Facebook that you receive the Lord. And when that time comes, that that after we get through this time of suspending services, get in a church, a Bible-believing, a Bible-teaching church, and grow in your faith. In Jesus Christ, here at Lighthouse Fellowship in Lake City, is that we have that. There are lots of churches teaching the Word of God. But most of all, get in and certainly learn and grow in your faith. Repent there. Submit yourself to God. Submit yourself, as we said. And then the Bible says, to resist the devil and he will flee from us. Resisting actively, I reject you in Jesus' name, Satan. I reject you. And anything contrary to the will of God, any enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ, I reject you and I receive Jesus and I will walk with Jesus. It's a battle we're in every day. It's not an easy street. It's a battle. Satan is doing war against the saints. Satan is doing war against society and all the things. And we know the Bible talks about pestilences beginning to be ramped up at the, when the, the end begins to come. And I don't know when Jesus will come back. I don't know any of that. I, I certainly have my eschatology and all that belief of the end times and so forth. But we know we need to be ready right now. Are you ready is the question. Have you put in your heart life and in, 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 in the hands of God Almighty? Have you said that today? Maybe you need to just come back and, and tell Him again. You told Him. Maybe back when you were a child or maybe even later, later in life and so forth. But maybe you need to just tell Him, Lord, I am Yours. I put my life in Your hands, certainly. You can read the book of Daniel, chapter 9. It talks about, Daniel says, and he prays that me and my father's house have sinned against you and done what is evil in your sight. We have done that. And so he obviously uh, connected there and said, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even sometimes those sins we don't realize that are there. Times we've neglected uh, helping other people or are just obviously uh, having so much unbelief in our hearts there. And I believe it offends the heart of God. Just come and tell Him, Lord. Confess those sins and repent of it. Certainly, I believe the enemy will flee. Today is the day of salvation. Today, uh, as you have heard this message today, trust that the Lord can direct those in authority. Pray for them. Trust Him. Obviously, submit yourself to them and allow God to bring us through this terrible time of history. God can do this. But most of all, make sure that your soul's right or are right with Jesus. Make sure if you've drifted. God takes you back. Jesus' arms are always open. He never. And see, the enemy says, you need to just get away. You need to somehow hide. And Jesus is saying, no, come to me if you're burdened and heavy laden and I will give you rest for your souls. Jesus is the answer to all of these things. May God bless each of you today. In the name of Jesus we pray. Thank you. Any of you have questions? Maybe anything has come across, Ed, that you know of? Remember, next week, 11 o'clock, we'll be here. When church again uh, comes, where we can come in as, a, as a, a, a group, as our church, our corporate body, then we will be doing, uh, streaming the whole service. Right now, we're doing the sharing in the Word. I pray that God has been blessed for this time together, and I pray you all would have a blessed week in Jesus' name. See you next week. God bless. Amen.